But then one night, one night when Jesus needed Peter the most, he denied him. He saw all this stuff. I mean, he was, man, he ate the peace and all this stuff. He let Jesus feed him and this, oh man. But when Jesus needed him the most, Peter denied him. He ran from him. Oh. But the Master, the Master, he rose up from the grave. He came to Peter and embraced him. Embraced him. And you know what? And Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit on Pentecost. Amen. He never denied him again. Peter walked down the streets and people would lay on the street for the shadow. He was so anointed, so much in the love of the Lord, the shadow would heal people. And folks, there are people sitting right here. They're no different than Peter, right. except maybe maybe you ran. When, when Jesus was, was depending upon you the most, when when you was, had that giddy feeling, you walked with him and stuff, and things was going perfect. But man, when he needed you the most, when I need you to represent me in that middle of this thing, and you ran from him. Okay. Hey, Peter ran. Amen. But look what happened. The Master restored him. Amen. And the calling that he had on Peter's life didn't leave, it was there. And man, Peter never, did we ever see where ever denied him again. And folks, same with each one of us. Maybe you denied him with man. You are, oh, hey, Jesus is still there. What he's called you to do is still there. We just need to surrender to a man. Lord, where, where should I go but you? Amen. Peter, Jesus said one time to the disciples, someone was leaving him. And he looked at his, his twelve and said, man, do you guys want to leave me too? Where would we go? You're all we have. So he's the same here, guys. Same here with us. Again, as the word of the Lord came out there, jump in and splash around. Amen? Amen. I mean, I tell you, his calling is not revoked. Amen. You might have strayed away, you might have done things your own way. I think you're in good company, and we've probably all done that one time or another. But man, it, it, like, <laughs> get serious with the Lord. Just hey, surrender to Him, and I walk walk with you. You know, like we showed last week. Maybe I can't remember. So holding hands, embracing one another. Amen. Hey, today around the world is called the. Uh, National Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church, uh, Voice of the Martyrs. And uh, that's something that the ministry here has from the very beginning has always uh, supported. We do the Voice of the Martyr because, uh, mainly because the Bible says the, the true religion, and we use that word, is uh, taking care of the widows and the orphans. And a lot of the Voice of the Martyrs, Persecuted Church, a lot of times the, the husbands are, are murdered. And the widows are left to try to fend for themselves for their children. And uh, we know they don't have to fend for themselves because they have God. And so He moves upon our hearts so we help feed the, the widows. I mean, <coughs> I said before, and I'm, I repeat myself over 18 years probably, but you can't imagine what a chicken and a goat means to a mother that's trying to feed their children. I mean, I'm out, oh my. 
how many times we look in our refrigerator and say we have nothing to eat and we're looking past everything, you know, past the broccoli and you know, all the carrots. And, and uh, so that's what we've been involved with here for many, many years. And, and for Pastor Peter, who'll be leaving Tuesday, going back to Nigeria, uh, just amazing. He says he loves you all. He sent to us a lion. You'll see a lion that was carved. He brought to us as a gift in the window. He, he made a comment. He loves us so much because every month we normally send up to $200 just for him to feed his, his orphans with. That's not counting money to help build the orphanage. He said he really appreciates all that. He has 40 children right now he's taking care of. Uh, saving lives from, from Islam and and many of them are out in the streets now sharing the gospel. We did hear yesterday that in central Nigeria, how many Christians was murdered? You remember, Carol? Seventy, seventy Christians were, were murdered in central Nigeria for following Jesus. Uh, so the persecution is still going on. It's getting stronger and stronger. But today as we gather here again, we have a short video that uh, we're going to share uh, about the persecuted church. Uh, also, we uh, support the Jewish voice. That's in your bulletin also. And that is a born-again rabbi who got laid upon the heart to feed the, the poorest of the Jews. But when they do, they also share the gospel of Jesus. And uh, it's amazing. If, if they know that they're coming, uh, sometimes they do a medical clinic. Uh, people be lined up for for days and days waiting for the tent to grow up for medical service. Can you imagine? I mean, we were both. We can drive around to almost CBS today or Rite Aid or, you know, let's look at some coupons here. I mean, <laughs> praise God. But they'll walk for a day or two for medical. And not every one of them gets to be seen because there ain't so much time they can do that, you know. But they share the, uh, they pray with and they share the gospel of Jesus. So through that also we were, you all making a difference around the world and also here locally, you know. So, But this here today, I don't remember the lady's name, but it's a short video describing some of the uh, stuff they've been going through over there. And I pray that we watch it, it just strengthen us in our walk. We all can get kind of stalemate once in a while, maybe. Uh, maybe we get dormant. I mean, uh, I think what the Lord wants to do, uh, I know what He wants to do. He wants to... He wants to poke you a little bit, like a like a fire poker, and still and get them embers inside of you. It's going kind of quiet right now. Get that ablaze again and become on fire for the Lord. To where man, wherever you go, Jesus is the number one thing in your life. Amen, amen. But you have that available, Ryan. Okay, you want to shut the lights off, hon? Okay. Rebecca. I live in the north of Nigeria. One evening I was out with my daughter and on our way home we saw smoke rising above our village. We were under attack. There was nothing we could do to defend ourselves. and I were married in that village. My wedding day, 
It was the happiest day of my life. Some members of our church gave us a wedding gift. It was a Bible. We read it together every day. children were old enough, we're ready to them and their friends. Let the little children come to me. And do not forbid them. For such is the kingdom of heaven. Matthew chapter 19. Verse 14. On the day our village burned to the ground, my husband and my son were killed in the attack. I was devastated. I mourned for many months. Some of us were able to return to our village to reclaim anything that was left. Genesis and Revelation were burnt, but the rest was mostly intact. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All flesh is like grass, and all its glory like a wild flower. The grass withers, and the flower falls off. But the word of the Lord endures forever.
I still use this Bible. It reminds me of God's faithfulness. Naked I came from my mother's womb, but naked I shall return there. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord is a husband to all widows. I look to him for every need. This is what I am still holding on to. slides here to put up here. Well, I find it amazing with the persecuted church. I'm talking about the true persecuted church. that we've been involved with them and their prayer concerns. Never once have I read a prayer that they requested to God to come and take them out of that country. They pray for strength. Strength. Think of that. In the middle of all the hostility, they pray for strength in order to continue to share God's love to those around them. Hey, I, I know these Sundays every year are meant for them, but also I think it's meant for us <laughs> to fine-tune ourselves. How much stuff do we take for granted? <laughs> Can you? Some of they could not imagine what you gather in front of the cops to worship Jesus. You can pass the authority. You don't have to hide. You don't have to you know, have, a, have it in the basement of your house. You can come, you know. Then, I, then, no offense to anybody, but then they say, "What? You, you can gather on Sunday, but you, you miss a Sunday to watch what? The Browns?" <laughs> said earlier Ryan Sharon man it's where your heart's at we have we need to be sold out to the master 100% amen please let, let, let the Lord minister to you today 
He has to be number one in her life. But he doesn't want to force himself. Amen? My missus back here, she wants, she wants to be the number one in my life. But she doesn't want that me to force it. She wants me to love her. Amen? Can you imagine, Cheryl, you stop in once in a while while you're working. Can I say, hey, what are you going to do tonight, Pastor? Well, I guess I'll go home to the old lady. <laughs> oh, my. How, how terrible would that be? You know? It's mad. What are you going to do? Oh, man, we're home on Bride. We're going to watch Red Scout tonight. Yeah, I mean, we're going to do that. Yeah. And that's where, that, that's, that's where we, that's where Jesus is in the center of our life when we are filled with Him. But we want the more of Him. And look at the Bible. I mean, he held on that Bible. It reminds her of, of no doubt when she looks at what come against them and they took out her son and her husband. But it also reminds them of the salvation. The reunion is going to come. You know, beauty out of ashes would come to my mind. Miss Vicky. Mm. I know. Amen. Amen. Yes. I mean, it is amazing. How many people have a Bible? How many people have two Bibles? Hey, give me three, 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 four, four, five, five, seven, ten. I would say we're probably at 35 or 40. I don't know. But I've seen in China, they get one little page out of a, a, a Gideon's. And they, 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 I might have one page, and Judy might have one, and you might have. And we have a high but we come together and we share it. Oh, my. To be in love with the Word of God like that. To be in love with Jesus like that. Oh, man. I mean, it, to me, it'd be, it's, they're carrying around a, a love letter. Yeah. Carol still has love letters I wrote to her years ago. Two of them. <laughs> I didn't write much. And I got things from her. Years ago, it reminds me. You know, and, and when tough times come, you get them letters out and you, and you read them. Oh, see, Carol, right here, it says you love me. <laughs> In the same way, when we get the scriptures out, when we read the gospel, it says, hey, it starts getting, I love you. No matter what I'm going through, how ugly I might be at that moment, I love you. Yes, Lord. And just hearing that, this, then there's somebody in this world always going to love me. Man, it makes a difference in our life that we don't love them more. But in the, in the request up here, it says, Christians living on the world's most dangerous frontier mission fields cherish God's Word. It's like, man, this is it. it it's, we are amazed. I mean, I've got a Bible here. And I've got a... We are, I got a Bible on my phone. How many is that electronic Bibles now? Isn't that amazing? Wow. Years ago, Pastor Peter was back uh, talking in, in one of the churches Sheldon was at. And I remember seeing his pastor get up and he kept looking at his phone. That's kind of rude, you know. I mean, Pastor Peter from Nigeria here looking at your phone. It was a Bible on the phone. First time I stepped it, I thought, oh man, I don't want that. I want this here. Uh, you know, I, I want this. I, I don't need a digital one. Folks, have you ever tried to find Hosea in the Bible? 
visually fantastic. You know what I'm saying? There you are. In fact, you got to watch myself because anything I want to know, I can just speak into my phone and locate it. So i got to watch that because you can get kind of lazy away from this. But I mean, this Bible here is awesome. I, mean, I use it all the time. This is, I don't know, the fourth or fifth one. But they cherish God's Word. You guys okay? The lights off. Or you guys want lights up? I got five sleeping, two not too. Okay. But can you imagine? We're gonna make a decision this week. You don't know what to do. I want you to do. Hey, wait a second. Let's see what the Lord said about it. Well, He said, "Oh, on my lands." He told me not to be unequally yoked. I'm about ready to go in business with a person that don't know Jesus. Well, that's not going to hurt. They got the money. You know, go ahead and and, and group up with them and, and then, and then, no. You can do it, but you say not. Because probably they're not going to tithe off their business. Amen? Because the greatest financial plan there is is Jesus. And that's going to cause issues on down the road. So, oh, well, thank you, Lord, man. I don't know what I'm going to do, but God, I, I know your word. But you know I need some financial backing for this business. You just put it in my heart. I know if you put it in my heart, you get the finances out there somewhere. So just leave me. Give me the wisdom. Guide me. And he'll do that. Isn't that awesome? Well, amen. I believe it is. <laughs> Asking him. But it's giving up for ourselves, letting him take complete control. To cherish his word. If it says do it, do it. If it says don't do it, don't do it. You know, again, Peter walking down the streets, so full of anointing of the Lord. Man, the shatter was healing people. Amen. So pray that every Christian living in hostile areas and restricted nation will receive their own copy of the Bible. Around the world today is it doesn't say pray that there be rescued, pray that they be removed from these hostile countries. Pray that no. Pray that they will receive their own copy of the Bible because that's the word of God. There's power in the Word of God. There's anointing in the Word of God. You broke through in the, in the Word of God. Set free in the Word of God. It's your weapon. Oh, I just need a just need a just need a copy of the Bible. Persecutors around the world are threatened by God's word and seek to destroy or remove Bibles in order to discourage the witness of Christians. They're hated because of the word of God. <laughs> they know that God's word, I can turn that air off a little bit, I'm getting chilly. <clears throat> See, the devil knows there's power in the word of God. Amen? He knows that. So what he goes around, has his minions go around and threaten and kill Christians and try to get the Bible away from them to try to take the knowledge, the truth away from them. And that's what's taking place. Of all the things that they could ask for prayer, it's the Bible. Can you imagine? Hey, what are you going for Christmas this year? You want a Bible? No, no. I want a shotgun rifle and a four-wheel drive, you know? I remember my wife, my son, 
before we already got one in the house I'm sorry I said that and I took that Bible and I laid it down neighbor across the street a couple years later need you to borrow a Bible hey you can take mine I forget their name remember I ain't name of them but I tell you what 19 years later on January 2nd 2635 p.m. Man, I give my life to Christ. I take my life, Lord. I went home and I started reading and reading all. They come alive. Wow. Can you imagine that? Oh. But I thank you for the Bible, Carol. I don't know if I did thank you for it or not. But it just it came alive. First thing I learned what John three sixteen meant. John's a book in the Bible. Do you know that? I had no idea. Did you know that chapter 3, 3 meant chapter 3 in John? And 16 meant the verse. I had no idea. I was raised in church. But the church I went to did not encourage us to carry Bibles or read it because we're too stupid to understand it. Is what the denomination basically said. I I was proud of myself that I knew what John 3, 16, what it meant and what it says. It's It's an infant. All because of the Word of God. And that's what they, what they want. They want a Bible. Pray that Christians will be wise as serpents and innocent as doves as they smuggle and distribute Bibles. Oh man, we've heard testimony before from Voice of the Martyrs where they had a truckload of Bibles they had to smuggle into this country. And they got to this place where they had the check in and they had no idea what they were going to do. They thank God, you know, help us out. And then dudes looked inside there and never saw one Bible. And they drove on through. And got the, I mean, God caused blindness. I mean, awesome. But, but they guard, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. See, I've been reading a lot in the Passion Translation lately, so it's breaks it down a little bit farther, you know. Pray that persecutors who seize Bibles will read them and place their trust in Christ. You never thought about that, huh? When they're still in the Bibles, taken away from the Christians, that they're actually open up and start reading it? Your brother Bill Hopkins testified years ago before he went home to the Lord. When he was in the military, they gave him a little Gideon Bible. And he had nothing to do with the Lord. And he read John 3.16. He said, I realized, man, Jesus is real. And at a young age, he gave his life to Christ. So they can can change. The, The Word of God can change a person right now. Amen. So it's so, so important to help them out. Placing a Bible in the hands of every believer living on the world's most dangerous and difficult frontier missions field will encourage them to be bold witnesses for Christ. Mm. I think to know, for me to tell you what this says, but then for you to have it in your own hand and you read it anytime you want to, to encourage you. We all need encouragement. And that's what they want. You know? That we may hasten the fulfillment of God's promise that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Habakkuk 2.14 
That's why they get persecuted. They're not afraid to share the gospel. Amen? I mean, is Jesus the only way, the truth, and the life to get to the Father? Is He? Amen. And don't you wish everyone would come to the living knowledge of Jesus Christ and surrender their life to Him and be born again, come out of darkness into light? Amen. Awesome. But how do they do that? By the light of Christ living in you, coming out through you and sharing that gospel. Day and night. You're not running like Peter did, denied Jesus, okay, got scared, okay? But the same boldness, hey, Jesus, speak through me today. Holy Spirit, give me wisdom and guidance. And share that. And just remember when you get persecuted, you get cussed out or somebody turns their back on you, yeah, you judging me? Oh, no, no. Know that you're talking to the right people. I always said the more we get chastised here, and people pick on the church and they dump trash out there and they beat on the windows and all that. Thank you, Jesus. Where we're supposed to be at. Amen? That sounds strange, but we are called to battle. You know, and we are disrupting the enemy. Not just here, but around different places. They are standing on the Word of God. The Holy Spirit is moving. We're not going to back off. We're going to share the love of Jesus. We're going to pray. We're going to worship Him. And when we do that, it stirs up the darkness. It stirs up the demons. They don't want us to invade their property out there right now. We know that Satan is the God of this world for the time being. The greater he is in us than he that's in the world. We have not been called to sit there and wait for him to come back. We've been called to share the truth. Out of love. Out of love. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, inspire us to the example of our persecuted brothers and sisters to cherish your word. May we serve you boldly so that others may be filled with the knowledge of your glory. And Father, we ask this today in Jesus' name. And Lord, I also ask, Father, show us the opportunities that we have, not just to share the word, but also to provide the word to our brothers and sisters around the world. Help us recognize, God, that we have, whether it's in our surplus, or it might be a sacrifice, that we take a step out in faith, Lord, and help spread the gospel around the world. All this, Father, bring you glory, and bring those in darkness into the light, and bring those into light strength, to hold your word, to proclaim that word, to the day of the Lord coming. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Praise God. I'm turn the light up here a second. Thank you. <coughs> yeah, if you want to, huh? It'd be great. A couple more minutes here, then we'll break bread today for Sunday and stuff. Uh, if I can do this correctly, I'm going to try to do my best. I always try to do my best. Amen? Sometimes it doesn't happen that way, does it? But God sees my heart. He anoints it, you know. A lot of times Carol will ask me Sunday morning or come into the church, hey, what are you, what are you speaking about today? Because we don't talk much. We're married. 
and I'll try to explain it to her. I said, well, it don't make any sense, but when the anointing's there, it will, okay? I'm going to use you in a little bit too, Ryan, so. Probably the hardest thing to be in life is a child of a pastor. <laughs> or maybe a wife, even. Or a cop. Yeah, I tell you what. Well, I tell you what. Mm. I'm going to get over here. What's that? Well, by statistics, it's amazing that you're here and not in prison. Well, I don't, don't tell you that the wrong way. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's so much pressure for children whose parents are policemen. Okay? And so they won't be part of the crowd, so they rebel against the, the, the policeman, the officer, just because they want to fit in. And then same way for it to be a pastor's son. You know, oh, you're you're a goody two shoe, whatever. So that peer pressure and stuff. So fortunately, I was didn't get born again today or older, so they didn't have that peer pressure of being a preacher. But okay, here we go. I'm sitting in my car. I'm going to drive. I'm going to go. Where am I going to go today? I'm going to. Okay, we talked about Cleveland Browns. I'm going up north to watch a Browns game today. Okay, and I've never done that. They won't buy me a ticket, let me know. So I got the directions right here. Man, I downloaded the directions, I know where I'm going. So I'm driving up the highway, I turn my GPS on, I know. Beep, beep. We'll go by GPS, okay? Going up, I'm going up 77. Okay. Three tenths of a mile, turn right. Turn right. Turn right. I remember Carol bought me a Cleveland Clinic, and we never turned right before. I know somewhere up there, that place, that football field by the Cleveland Clinic. So, turn right now. I know a shortcut. Okay? So, man, I drive, and I take my shortcut. And of course, the, the uh, GPS tries to tell you, recalculate, turn right, next step, turn left. Okay? I mean, come on. It's amazing. Guy, I'll, ask, I'll ask the ladies here a minute. How many times does the guy have to take a wrong turn before he asks directions? No one has any idea. It's never been done, has it? You know what I'm saying? Oh, my, it hasn't. I'm telling you what. I mean, can you imagine? My missus took me back and forth to Cleveland Clinic for a long time. And Ryan did and give me checkups and stuff. And uh, for, for a few months. And a lot of pain. So uh, I had a occasionally I would have an item in my system that killed the pain. <laughs> it's called uh, Oxycontin. <laughs> Percocet, biking, or whatever. Well, I mean, it was. But we were going up the highway, and my wife would be driving, you know. I said, oh, man, I remember going up there before. Hey, honey, you want to turn right up here? I know you do. No, I'm going to You want to turn right? I'm telling you what, I've been up here before. You want to turn right up here? No, I know how to get there. Sit there and shut up. I'm driving up okay. And half the time, because of my injury, I'm upside down in the backseat of the car facing this way. Because during surgery, they, they accidentally injured my behind, okay? And so I had to be up in the air like this. I'm down here like this. No, you want to turn right up here, okay? But she was, I know, I know, guys. But she was smart. So she was listening to the directions she knew was right. She wasn't listening to some drug out doper guy in the back seat trying to give her directions, you know? And I turned up here by the pink elephant. I know that, you know? So she had to overcome that. You know, I know what the directions are. I'm going to do it. So 
to keep going. I keep driving, going up there to the Browns game. I keep taking all these things. I want, I really want to be the Browns game. I want to be there. But I keep following my own direction. So I know, I know, I know how to get there. I know it. And if I ever do get there, you find out, man, the game's already over with. And I have the directions right here. Right here. And it might be a blessing where they play sometimes, okay? We have a similar situation with the Lord. How many people want to go to heaven? I think we all do. Amen. I think we all do. So, we call upon the Lord. Father, I just, mm, I want you to be my Savior. I want you to be my Lord. Oh, man, I just, awesome. I have a hard time being back here. I got ground here now. So, man, I'm going to. Follow Jesus. Amen. Awesome. But in order to do that, oh. I need a Bible. I'm using my Bible for a roadmap. Got me a Bible? Gave my life to Jesus. I'm going to follow now. Oh. And so, yeah, man. Because, you know what? If you get tired of where you're at, you get tired of where you're living at. I'm not talking about your house, but in here. Man, you're tired of being lost. And someone tells you, hey, listen, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus made a difference in your life. Amen? Man, give your life to Christ. I'm telling you what, everything will be awesome. Woo-wee! All right. So, okay, I'm going to follow Jesus. So here, in order to do that, here, I'll give you the Word of God. I'll give you the Bible. Oh, thank you! Hmm. You keep on driving in life, and you keep getting lost. You keep making the wrong turns. You ever done that? So what you need? You need another Bible. Now there we go. I got two Bibles now. Woo! I'll tell you what. And you're going through life, and right now you find yourself. You're at the right, the same place you was. When someone said you needed Jesus, I got the wrong translation. So I go and I get another Bible. Look, look at me there. Look at me there. Mm. I know. That's it's falling apart. Wow, man! I'll tell you what. I mean, I can walk around and impress people. You know what I'm saying? Man, I, I can come to church and say, hey, watch out, guys. I need two chairs, okay? Man, look at that guy. Look at his Bible. Oh. I always say, look at the person's Bible. If it's falling apart, they're probably not, okay? But look, I, I'm really impressed. Oh, man. Ah. I got the New King James, probably New American Standard, the Passion Passion. Yes. I'm still making these mistakes. I'm still, I get lost all the time. You know what I need? Another Bible. Uh, there. And wait, just be on the safe side. Oh, I can't get them all here. The chair fall in. There. 
have the Bible in a box? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll get it out for you. Oh, that's my lunch. Sorry. No. Oh, wow. Lord, you're praying. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yep. So, I got a few Bibles here right now. You think, my land's sake, I should be the most strongest person. And this might be somebody here. I don't know. This is what the Lord gave me this morning. I was saying, what are we going to do today, Lord? So, you know, blame Him for my skits, okay? You think, man, I've got all these Bibles. Man, my life. My life. Oh, somebody said it earlier. I think you did. You did. Read the Bible. Which one do I read? Let's see. I'll grab this one here. I love this one here, guys. Large print. Alright. Oh, man, man. Man shall not live on bread alone, but every word spoken to the Word of God. Oh, oh man. Oh. Love your neighbor, you love yourself. Wow, that's awesome. Mm-mm. Do on the others? Are you recently do on the you? Oh. Whew. God is down life again. Get out of my road. Oh, burn. I'm sorry, Nancy. I am sorry. Yeah. No. Get out of my road. There we go. Beep, beep. Okay. I get upset. I get mad. I'm back on boss again. They said, follow Jesus. I'm trying to do that. Oh. Can we read the Bible? I read the Bible. Oh, man. I just, I mean, how, how can I follow life and read my Bible? Oh, man. You know what I'm going to do? Brian, come up here. I want you to take, I want you to drive for a minute, okay? I want you to be in the driver's seat for a minute. And Ryan the same way. He drove me to Cleveland many, many times. Drive me to Cleveland there, son. He'll get me there. He knows how to do it, okay? Now, wait. now listen, up here, I want you to turn right, son. Go ahead and turn right. Thank you very much. Now, straighten it out. Let's go this way now. Now, I want you to go up here. Turn left, there's next traffic light. you got to stop for it first. Okay. So, right here we have, you hear somebody say, Jesus, take the wheel. Have you heard that before? Okay. Well, I surrender completely to Ryan because he knows how to get there. But I, again, still lost? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because I am still done. I'm using I'm still done. You're right. I'm still, I'm still giving my instructions to something else to Ryan. I put him there. Hey, I need to take me to Cleveland Clinic. Why don't I just shut up and let him take me? Amen. He knows how to get there. Amen. All right. Mm. So, here we go. Stop driving just for a second. Let me sit down here a second. You don't go back here yet. So, here I am. Driving through life. People say, let Jesus take the wheel. Let him take the wheel. Okay. Jesus, go ahead. I give you control of my life. (laughs) 
So he's driving me down to life. This is, it might be you today. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I don't like that country. There we go. Okay. But he's driving me through life right now. And I ride with him for a while. We're on pretty good. But I don't like that. I want to be in control. Hey, I want you to turn right up here. Turn right. Come on. You got to turn. Come on. Boom. Turn right. See? Resisting me. But I had the power. I had the last thing. I had the last say. Okay? So, Jesus, don't take the wheel. You can't take the wheel. It's my life. So what do I do? Finally? No. No, Jesus. Wherever I go, Jesus, I want you to follow me. I, I want you to give me wisdom and guidance. So Jesus sits beside me. He sits beside me, okay? I'm going through life. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Loving Jesus. I knew he was supposed to be right. Yeah, yeah, isn't what I'm doing now, what I'm trying to show you here, is the Holy Spirit within you, as you study the, the Word of God, as you can saturate it, as it consumes you. Oh, my! But it's the point that, man, I, I, I love the Word of God. It's like Carol. I first met her, ah, but over time, I can tell you things about Carol. I can tell what she likes, she dislikes, what kind of food she wants. I just, anything. Oh, my! Same with Jesus. So the Holy Spirit I have within me, in the Word I have studied, gone through life, it will speak. It will give me directions. Okay, give me a direction again. Keep going straight. Oh man, do I trust Jesus? Do I trust the Word? Yes. I'm going to write anyway. <laughs> See what the Word, what the Lord does. The Holy Spirit, as you go through life, the more you hear the word, you, you man, He'll bring it back to you. You need directions; He'll give you direction for life. But you still have that that free will. Now, who will do you better than Jesus? And I said earlier, John ten ten, the Satan or the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus come to give you life and more abundantly. That's all in the same verse, John ten ten. We got to decide. Are we sick and tired of being sick and tired? Are we tired of being lost? Are we tired of all in the morning? Man, yield ourselves to Jesus. And every one of us can probably say amen on that. We've all we've all took the wrong turn. With the master sitting beside us, telling us which way to go, and we go, oh, I'm going to do it my way. You ain't telling me what to do. I'm telling you what, I'll do it my way. And as we go around the block again, I'm lost again. Jesus, he doesn't get out of the car. Now I can shove him out, probably something get out. No, they, it, I know, Ryan. Oh wait, you're Jesus or the Holy Spirit? How do you want to look at it? I know you told me before which way to go. I was stubborn. I didn't do it. Forgive me. Come on, I'm gonna do this again. I want to yield myself to you. Trust in you. All right, let's go down like this way. Now, now up here, I want you to bear to the right. Oh. Now, I thought we went straight before, but you know what? I'm going to trust you because I know before I got lost.
I bear to the right. Oh, my, right there is my destination. What's my destination? Joy, love, peace. Oh, man, salvation. Man, Jesus only wants the best for me. Okay? And we, all of us, I mean, we can testify falling away or, or let that the embers inside of us cool down. we got to poke the fire, you know? It's kind of like, yeah, I keep picking my wife all the time, but she picked me. We can get, I'll say, comfortable with displacement. I mean, we can sit in our recliners all night long, read, study what we want to do. We love one another. You know what I'm saying? What we got to do is, like we did yesterday, go see Red Skelton. I mean, we need to step out and, and, and love one another. I mean, we love one another, but don't take things for granted, I guess. And, uh, and we were amazed that yesterday we had 46 years of marriage, and there was a couple that had 67 years of marriage. Oh, wow. Of course, one of them sat on this side of the theater, that one sat on the other side of it. But yeah, 67 years, uh, man, you know. And I'll guarantee you during them 67 years, they had ups and downs. Amen? But they, they come through it. And I'm telling you right now, you're walking with Jesus, you've had ups and downs. Why? Because you didn't yield to Him. Amen? That's, I mean, come on, bottom line. Man, we get tired of them ups and downs. And so we I mean, I'm yours, Lord, use me. And I'm telling you, there's nothing better inside here when you know that the Lord used you. Not just because He loves you and cares for you and, and gives you joy and peace, but he, but he works through you, however way it is, to shine His light on others. I mean, why are you nice to me? No one else would talk to me. But you took the time out and said hey to me. And told me about Jesus. I don't know about the Jesus dude you're talking about. But man, you're different. You sowed that seed. And these days that we are in, man, awesome. This this something that we take for granted. I smile. You guys come here this morning, you smile, and you guys are, and you guys remind me of a family union every Sunday. You know, family union you don't see each other for a year if you're lucky, two years if you're blessed, you know. But when you come together and talking, oh man, man, that's awesome. We're glad to see each other. I've been to places that you walk in the church and you think is awake. I mean, and I I believe that uh as followers of Jesus, yeah, we 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 got a lot of heaviness that God's helping us carry. But we mean to come in here and man I I see Kenny Weekly's face right now. It perks me up. You know, two ways. One, we went to school together. And I know where we were, and I know where we're at. And amen. It, it, it just, oh, wow. Yeah, a bunch of you guys there for a long time. Fred, man, it just, it, it just coming together and seeing each other and being encouraged with the Lord. But it's embracing Him, surrendering to Him, and be like the persecuted church. But man, you just, you want His Word. That you just, oh, I want to hear more. Tell me more. You know, maybe today you might have to go home and, and maybe you have to force feed yourself the word today. Well, that's not very polite saying so you got to force feed your. Have you ever been sick and you got to force feed yourself to get energy back again? And you eat something, you eat this, and pretty soon you get the energy and energy. Ah. Same way the word of God. You know, I just like. Uh, I don't. I don't want nothing to the word of God. We need a word. Read the word, pray, and He'll stir back up inside of you. 
that that first love that he has is going to come back. It, it's still there. We got to stir it up. What has happened? Probably the world has happened. Either you got things coming against you and it's beating you up, or you brought things into your life that we shouldn't be there, and God wants to clean you up. Amen. He just wants you to be encouraged, you know, as the church is. And we've been called. We have been called. And the calling He's given you, He hasn't ceased it. Stir it up. And we learn from our brothers and sisters around the world right now who just, ah, maybe we just fall in love with them. Amen. Have a date night with Jesus. Me and Carol do that. You have, well, we have date night with Jesus and date night ourselves, you know. But yeah, just you don't you don't have to be fancy with date night with Jesus. Go home, open the Bible up, order yourself a pizza, you know, and just hang out with God. Let him stir you up again. Amen. Amen. Thank you, son. That was great, Pastor Jack. I scared you. I didn't break, son. I know. But thank God I saved the second row, the third row, the fourth row, and the fifth row. <laughs> uh, well, it, remember, God's word is always given to us to encourage us. Amen? He is never there to bring condemnation on us, you know? But yeah, I, I just, again, I thank the Lord what He brought me through years ago. And everyone took me back and forth to Cleveland. And uh, yeah, just uh, amazing uh, what God will bring you through. And every once in a while on my Facebook, I get a memory from 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about that. Thank you, Lord. Amen. But we're going to close today by breaking bread, by sharing uh, communion. And uh, the Master, when He did this, we call the Last Supper. He did this to encourage His disciples. He even go down to you and I. That we would remember, number one, that He took our death. That He died on the cross. That paid for your sins and my sins. That through His blood, we've been redeemed. Through the stripes on His back, He brings us healing. Amen? And remember, as He died for us, may we die for Him. May we die from our selfishness, put it that way, we live for Him. The same Spirit that allowed Jesus to go through all that He went through, all the ugliness and insults, and I mean, I can't imagine everything that they said about Jesus. You ever have somebody ever talk about you before? Did it bother you? Yeah, it used to bother me all the time. Can you imagine having everybody? Hey, can you imagine coming to do something good for somebody and all they do is talk about you? Ever been hurt by a friend? We all have. And Jesus knew what his... He continued on. He continued on, Daryl. That same spirit was in us. Anything you see today, anything you can touch, feel... It's only temporary. Just temporary. Choose what you want to invest into retaining that. And invest the rest of it 
is the kingdom of God. Building up the kingdom of God. I tell my wife all the time, why mow the grass today? It might get raptured tonight, you know? Yeah. You better mow. Christ will well find you. <laughs> but yeah, just prioritizing things in our life. And Jesus, when he was sitting there with his disciples, and he took the bread and broke it, said, this is my body. Given up for you and for the, for the talus of the cup. This represents my blood. An everlasting covenant I'm giving you. There's nothing new. There's nothing else to be done. He's the last sacrifice. We receive Him and follow Him. Wow. Think of that. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for the encouragement that we have from our brothers and sisters around the world. And we do pray for them again, God. We pray for the Bible to be upon them, Lord. They may find favor that their enemy's eyes be open to see the truth. To see the truth of the gospel. These Bibles fall in the hands of the persecutors, Father. The reader and be born again. This is you and I. And those gathered here right now that one day we were we were persecuted of Jesus. We had nothing to do with them. We even hated those who went to church because they thought it was better than we were. God, our eyes have been opened. And it's all because of Jesus. All because of His love. And through the guidance of your word, Father, and through the Holy Spirit, man, we thank you for all that you've done for us and through us. Jesus, we thank you for dying on the cross for us. We thank God that you rose from the grave. You sit at the right hand of the Father. You're interceding for us, Father. We thank you for that. Thank you for calling us. And Lord, we just laid out there today saying, Lord, we know we're under the blood. But God, we just got to say, we just want to say, forgive us. We fall short. You called us knowing who we were. You redeemed us knowing who we are. God, our desire to be like your son Jesus. So through the breaking of the bread and the drinking of the cup, we proclaim Jesus Christ as our Lord, our Savior, and we surrender all to you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name.